You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hey there, how's it going? Good old Chance Runo. It's the I'm box- good, Corey. Hey, 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 it's time for the Box Office Bros podcast. I'm real excited to get into it. And goodness, like, just let me know. Like, it's it's been like a week and a half, kind of, since we've, you know, did our last kind of set of recordings. So, been a week and a half. Kind of, kind of that kind of deal there. So, Chance, I was just wondering, like, you know, like, how are you doing, man? Like, how are you doing? Uh, I've been okay. Um, I think I had like a uh, quarter life panic attack about my career path the other day. So that's cool. Um, I understand. I actually had the same exact quarter path or quarter life of career path like conundrum as well. So it, it honestly I happened. know. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like in the weekend. It was, it bugged me during the weekend. And then I'm just like, God damn it. This is when I don't have to do stuff. This is trash. No, for sure. Trash. No, it's, com- um, it's completely, it, it's so funny when that stuff happens because it's just one of those deals where you're like ah, but then you're like in the, but then you're simultaneously like in the same place so it's just one of those deals and that's just kind of how <laughs> that happens <laughs> oh but, no my 20 something angst is coming out oh no, no not the 20 something angst <laughs> oh baby but you know yeah well i'm glad you're doing better now at least you know yeah thank you yeah the weekend was just like i don't know it was just Kind of a blah weekend, if I'm being honest. No, for sure. I get what you mean. I I did a lot of homework this last weekend because, you know, I'm not as lucky as some of the people on this podcast who <laughs> have been liberated um, from higher education. I'm free. You know, but uh, but yeah, I did a lot of homework this weekend and I, I, I watched movies and here's like a part of the reason why we have to like... Uh, like we're pushing the god, we're still gonna talk, do some Godzilla and Kong talk today. But we, the reason why we have to push it is because I literally had to, like, I did have to watch, um, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but then mm-hmm. I also had to watch a full movie for one of my classes and then write a pretty lengthy paper on said movie that I had to. What movie was it? Um, it's called Misrepresentation, and it's about um how oh god. um. Basically, it's about how, like, women are perceived in advertising and in media and how, like, contextual media and how immersive media affects women negatively. And, like, it was a really interesting movie, but I had to, like, watch a movie and then um, write a long paper about it. So it was, like, kind of one of those deals where I just had a lot of stuff that I needed to do. And it was like, okay, do I watch Godzilla versus Kong? Because I actually almost did. But then I was like, I mm-hmm. really need to do this homework. <laughs> I really need to be responsible. I really need to do. I need to be responsible. Cory, <clears throat> Cory, babushka. Ah, babushka. <laughs> uh, but like you said, Godzilla versus Kong. So you haven't seen it, I and that's a shame. Seen it. It is but a you shame. will see it, and that is that is great news because that means you can still experience it for the first time ever. Exactly. Uh, that is very true. I mean, that um, rare. 
kind of thing. And for some weird reason, even though me, I'm like entrenched into like film Twitter and different stuff like that, it I haven't really been spoiled. So that's really nice. I'm genuinely surprised you haven't caught a spoiler. If I'm being honest, I haven't. Like I genuinely haven't, and I just don't. I don't understand why because I ex- I expected by because with how long it's been since it's been out as opposed to now. With the, you know, kind of the circles that I go in on Twitter and in all mm-hmm. social media, I'm surprised that I haven't been spoiled yet. The odds yeah. are I probably am going to watch it and then I'm going to see something and I'm going to be like, oh, Whew. that's why it was a spoiler or whatever. Okay, that makes sense. But Yeah, because it's been like a hair on, under two weeks since it came out. No, for sure. So sorry about the, the fact that we're going to have a late review, but um, Chance, it's all right. give, give your thoughts, you know? So... Let me just say, this movie is got a very, well, it's not the same vibe, but it's got a very Pacific Rim feeling about it, where this movie is fucking stupid, but this movie is also fucking amazing. <laughs> Dude, you know, that's what I really like about Pacific Rim. It's like one of those things where like, and that's something that I noticed with the marketing with this film in particular, is that the color palette was egregiously um, Pacific Rim because dude like, like it's sorry go ahead no it just it just looks fun and i like i love pacific rim for those reasons too so you know it works but no, yeah like, what's um like, you go into it you're the one who's seen it <laughs> oh yeah so basically like uh, going on what you said about the color palette like you can actually see the monsters in this one like that has been my issue with godzilla godzilla king of the monsters not so much kong skull island but because it's just like, hi, we have this enormous CG monster. Wouldn't it be super cool if we could save money on CG by having all the battles happen exclusively at nighttime with a bunch of clouds? No, stop doing it. And they did, mostly. Um, uh, the, the the fight lives up to, like, you know, a rematch that's been 59 years in the making. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think if you're a fan of the old Toho movies, you'll like it. If you... Like Skull Island, if you like, you know, roughly half of uh, Guillermo del Toro's King Kong movie. Um, <laughs> God, that movie's so long. Um, but not as long as Endgame, but close. It's close. Um, no, I think, I mean, the characters are kind of what you expect. The, the story is what you expect. There was a couple of... Um, couple of issues i did have but like they're minor in the scope of what we were promised and the movie delivered like that's about all i can say without like you know getting all giddy and excited and spoiling it for everyone uh but you will catch that review next week i promise no for sure and i need to do a quick i'm not trying to be that guy but i need to do a quick um correction are you talking about the peter jackson king kong Oh, sorry. I don't okay. know why I said Del Toro. No, I was just making sure because you know. Yeah, Peter Jackson, you, you, not Del Toro. You know how you know how the internet gets. You know, I was thinking it, Pacific Rim. No, I, I get thinking. what you mean because yeah, no, I understand the the path that you were on. I'm pretty sure they look kind of similar too, but that's on me. Well, that's you know, on me. They're, they're big Hollywood dudes. You know, good. Yeah, good. Good old Those boys. Guys. Chunk. But since uh, we but. <laughs> since we missed um, the last two um, episodes of of like. Um, 
Captain America or Falcon ah, Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier. The titles are too similar. Anyways, uh, <laughs> not really though. <laughs> I'm just making excuses for myself at this point. Like the Kaka uh, and Caveman called that. <laughs> the Kaka and Caveman. Honestly, that sounds like a that sounds like the perfect kind of title. But Squaw Unga um, Boonga. <laughs> but basically, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a, like a random thought because the way I hear myself in my headphones right now is a very like typically podcast kind of person because I'm at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at the place where, you know, your mouth should be when you're talking to the kind of microphone it is and you're kind of getting that feedback the same exact way you would. And, you know, that typical podcast because, you know, the podcast sometimes when they talk like this, and you know, they're in there and they're talking like that. I'm just sorry. My like ADHD just like kind of ramped up there when <clears throat> I was like going in there for that. But I just thought it was really <laughs> funny. So if y'all were thinking that I'm thinking it, too, I promise. <laughs> but Man. anyways, um. We didn't get to talk about um, since we episode like, three. Since you know, we kind of took a week. You know, like because it happens, we get busy. Um, Sabbatical, but you know, you we will. took a week. At least we're like r- uploading more. Yeah, <laughs> like consistently. But anyways, uh, it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode three and four. So, um, due to the like kind of time that we have right now, we could like go into both pretty well too. Um, yeah. so chance you, um, tend to be a lot better with recapping a little bit of things and kind of getting, spurring the conversation. How about you start when you talk about, um, you know, the third episode. Okay. So basically the third episode kind of involves, it picks up basically where the last ep- episode two ended, where it's just like, we got to get Zemo and guess what they did. They got yeah, Zemo. Then they're going to dang dare get that dare Zemo. So basically, you have Bucky wants to go get Zemo. Sam is very not okay with getting Zemo. Um, As he should. Yeah. <laughs> Just considering Zemo's the reason he was on the run for two years before he got snapped out of existence. Exactly. Um, so basically, Sam or Bucky goes into Zemo's cell. He talks about him. He's just like, uh, there's more super soldiers. And I'm like 99% sure you know something. And Zemo's like, yeah, I probably do. And, um, but like, I'm not going to say nothing until I get out of here. And then Bucky is just like, all right, bet. I might, (laughs) um, basically Bucky just does a very minor thing that helps Zemo escape. Uh, basically it's kind of like the, like a funny prison breaks. You know how like that trope in movies where like they'll talk about a plan. And as they're talking about the plan, you see like it in action. And half the times it actually happened, and other times it's just, like, a hypothetical scene. Uh, but this, like, it actually happened. So, like, kind of, like, Zemo picks a fight, and then, like, a fire alarm goes off, and then, like, guards come running. Then he beats up a guard, takes his uniform, and escapes. And then, basically, uh, Bucky's explaining this all to Sam, and he's like, there's no way that's happening. And then Zemo walks in. <laughs> No, it's that's like, hey, Sam, what's up? That's the perfect um, moment, and it's re- it's really cool to see kind of um, it's really cool to see Zemo and Bucky like interact with that too, because it's like, why would like, I don't know, it's one of those things where you see Zemo and you see the way that he's uh talking, and he's just so like the guy can so be fun. yeah, he is fun, but like the the guy can have all the cards put up against him but he still has the front 
that he knows exactly what's going mm-hmm. on in every situation, which, you know, in a lot of ways he does. But it's one of those deals where I just think he's such an interesting and menacing villain. And he's he's really good. Like, he's a really good villain. I like him more in this show than I do and than I did in Civil War. And I actually liked him in Civil War quite a bit. Um, my only thing about him in Civil War was that I was like, I need more of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like... But now we're getting the more. Just, well, yeah, if his plan was just flushed out a little bit more... And his motivations were flushed out a little bit more. It would have been Civil War could have been perfect. No, like, for it's sure, pretty, for sure. It's pretty good, but like not perfect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some stuff about his character that I want to get into more, but you know, you continue, Chance. Oh yeah. Also, basically, um, Zemo knows someone, and they have to go to, I think it is a south east, a south uh, east Asian or southwest Asian city, uh, basically where no, it's Madripoor. Madripoor? Okay. Yeah, Madripoor. So basically... Uh, Madripoor is... Um, basically, it's where a lot of the Weapon X stuff happened. Um, in the comics right. and everything like there. It's a fictional mm-hmm. place, but it's a fictional mm-hmm. Southeast Asia... Um, Southeast Asian um, country. Yeah, basically, Bucky has to pretend he's still, like, you know, brainwashed. <laughs> um, Gosh, this part's so funny. <laughs> Zemo's in this dope-ass coat, and then Sam has... Uh, has to pretend to be... What was it? The Smiling Tiger? Yeah, the Smiling Tiger. his name was? And... Uh, yeah, and I'm going to take over here just for a second here. Okay, but basically, uh, when they go in there for you, they're all like, you know, Zemo is the Baron, like Baron Zemo, like the Baron Zemo. And the thing is, before getting there, he says, hey, I have like a, he's like, he's like, before you guys like dropped an entire, you know, city on, <laughs> on my, on my home, uh, like, like, you know, my, my people they were rich. They, they were rich they we were, I was a baron and all that kind of stuff so zemo has always been you know a, a rich man but i'm mm-hmm. so sorry but like the way they like cuz the thing is i guess from like a certain point of view you can say okay well they never explicitly um like said that he was like poor or like average but the way i saw it is I saw, like, you know... Just a guy who lived there. Yeah. Like, I saw just a guy who kind of lived there. I saw, you know, maybe his he was in an apartment building or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, then he said, oh, okay, the Avengers will save us, or yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. like Because, like, I don't see the Baron Zemo, who they're saying was always here all along, making the same choices that he mm-hmm. did pre um avengers age of ultron you know what i mean um or like during avengers age of ultron technically right so it's like one of those things where i was like a little bit like i was a little weirded out by that but at the same time i immediately got all those weird things out of my head because i'm like hey this isn't the first time that marvel's done this before where they've Mm -hmm. just completely reworked a character just because it works better for a certain movie or property and honestly it's it's a good it's a good change because he is so fantastic in these scenes. He's like, no wife, no kids, n- doesn't matter. I'm dancing around <laughs> this club in Madripoor. You know, I'm doing. I am single, ready to He's mingle. He's like, I'm single, ready to mingle. But if you have that superhero, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like going you, to die. Like if you got that blue juice, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, but like, uh, so basically, they go into this bar and um, basically, uh, they want to go 
it's someone who's connected to the power broker. I'm not sure if we mentioned that in our episode two review, but like there's a power broker who's so far unnamed and unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and he, likes, they... he likes to send a lot of messages. He likes to send very uh, passive aggressive messages. Honestly, mm-hmm. I am not impressed with the power broker so far. I He's know, like, I will kill you. I'm like, okay, then do it then. If you have so much power, power broker, kill Carly yeah. then. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you and your burner cell phones. <laughs> like, God dude, damn. seriously, you need to just stop texting. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm not trying to. Um, I love, I mom. If you're listening, I love you. But it's like when I tell my mom, hey, don't text me. Talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. power broker. If you want to tell anybody, to, and my mom isn't trying to kill me, by, by the way. Anyways, <laughs> bad example. Most likely. <laughs> but it's like, power broker. If you're trying to get your point across, don't text. Talk to Stop them. The- Go, show up and kill them if you're really going to be like, hey, I want to kill you. You know, it's a little silly in my opinion. Stop the text, start the Rex, bro. Um, Goodness um, me. But basically, they're talking to this lady who's like, I don't know, maybe a subordinate or an associate of the power broker. And then she's like, oh, hello, smiling tiger. You're not very smiley. Why is that? No, for <laughs> And sure. then basically Sam's sister calls and that just kind of like the jig is up at that point when she's just like, because um, uh, she makes him put her on speakerphone oh, and yeah. then like almost gets to the end and then she calls him Sam. Like they got this close to it being vague enough. Yeah. Uh for it to be for him to get away with it and just mm-hmm. like, what are you dawned about Sam? I'm like, oh shit. <clears throat> there it goes. No, so dude. then the guns start coming out. Well then someone like assassinates the lady they're talking to. What's her name again? I don't remember. It was something like it was something like I don't know, because she's supposed to be like a direct like she's just like lower, just like a hint lower to the power broker, you know. Lower middle management. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, and that's kind of that's kind of the way that they like portrayed her character. But so one thing yes. that I thought was really a fun part of this thing, though, is that um, I'm sorry to like oh, good, backtrack dude. as you're going there for you, but something that I thought that was fun was since they had to be these characters, like basically. Uh, the Winter Soldier had to beat up a ton of people the exact way the Winter Soldier has been. And so the thing is, is a lot of people were saying, like, why is Bucky seem to be weaker in this? It's because he's holding back. Like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. And this is the first time in the series that we've seen him not hold back. You know what I Psycho mean? Psycho murder. Yeah, because the thing is, a lot of that stuff is still in him. He can just, like, control that part of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But then also... Another funny thing was that um, Smiling Tiger's favorite drink is oh, like God. getting like snake venom inside of like a shot glass and then putting the snake brain or something inside of there too. And then it was the fang, alcohol. yeah. Yeah, fang and then like the alcohol in there as well. And he has to just drink it and everything like that. So um, Sam has to do that and he's like <laughs> so not having it. He's trying so to act tough and then it just does not work out for him. <laughs> Am I supposed to eat the oh, fang when God. I'm done? Like, no, what, it's what's so happening? Funny, I love it so much. It's God. It was so. It was just amazing. I really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> but uh, with that said, uh, where we where you left off, there's shooting goes around. You know, lower mid management um, goes into the arms of the angel or you know the devil. <laughs> 
but <laughs> hail Satan, <laughs> go little Nas X. Um, <laughs> but basically, all that kind of stuff happens, and uh, like uh, you know, like chaos occurs. This like everything's going around, and then you know they they get an out, and the next thing they know, they like they're they have like a little shot where they're like, "Who shot the person?" Yada yada yada, and it turns out it was Sharon Carter. It's Sharon fucking Carter, Sharon. Sharon, Sharon is back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Sharon's back. Guess who's back? Sharon's back, dude. You know what would just be such a weird thing to me? What? It'd be really weird if, like, um, you know, like Captain America was just chilling with um Peggy, um, after you know after like Endgame when he goes back and mm-hmm. all that shit. It's like it would be so funny if he just came back and then she's like, "Oh, what's the future like? What's my family like?" She's like, "Oh, well, there's this, <laughs> there's that," and he's like, "Oh, and there's Sharon," and yeah, he goes, "Oh, um, you kind of paused when you said Sharon." Oh, um, oh, no reason. Uh, no, 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 Steve, you're you're acting a little weird. Can you explain something to me? Like, what? Why are you acting so weird? Whenever we talk <laughs> about my um my great niece Sharon, and then she's just and he's like, uh, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. I gotta go. It's gotta what? He's like, I kissed her. I kissed her, Peggy. I kissed her. I macked on your great niece. <laughs> but to be fair, you were gonna be dead in like a year. So gosh, it was <laughs> she. No, she died. Didn't she die at the beginning of that movie, though? Technically. She died. She died. In yeah, she died at the beginning of the movie, so she was dead for like yeah, a minute. Yeah, but she was dead for. The a relationship few weeks. could have been. Who knows what happened at the end of uh, between between Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War? You know that's true because she did say it's about time, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, it's about time!" Whoa, like, my. Steve is really being like, mm, "You know them Carter women." <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, he has a type. (laughs) Honestly, he'd be looking side eye at her dad if he had the chance too. (laughs) Like seriously, bro. (laughs) Mr. Carter, hello. Hey, uh, hey there, Reginald. (laughs) Oh my god! Stop it. Oh, or I'll call you Reg. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) Reggie. (laughs) But. So Sharon Carter is revealed to be uh, one of the people uh, in Madripoor um, ever since, like, you know, since everything's been happening and since she helped them in previous um, previous movies, she's been disbanded by the CIA, obviously. Um, She's been, you know, basically deemed as a traitor. So she's had citizenship revoked and everything. Mm -hmm. And since there's no way of like Madripoor. Like, no one has jurisdiction in Madripoor in any other countries, and there's no extradition coming from Madripoor, basically. Like, they're, like the U.S. can't, like, go in there. That's the reason, go in and, like, you know, take her or anything like that. That's It's like she's Vin Diesel, and Madripoor is the city of Rio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's basically what's um, the deal going on there. And so that's the reason why she's been there. But ever since she's been in Madripoor, apparently she's become, like, an art dealer and she has all this money now, and it's really strange, honestly. Like she got the hustle. Like I'm not gonna lie, like it's it's very odd. Like I really like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but sometimes I feel like they really just say Control Alt Delete when it comes to certain parts of the MCU that's already been you know set place, set in motion. Yeah, Sharon's and, like very not having anything. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is like it's one of those deals where it's like 
is Sharon Carter a skull a scroll? Because apparently Sharon Carter blipped too. So it's like I don't know if that's like completely true. I'd have to double check, but from what I from what I understand, didn't Sharon Carter blip? So it's like one of those things where it's like I I, I don't know. Cause she hasn't been seen on screen since uh Civil War, correct? Yeah, so I'm saying she could probably be a scroll. I honestly would not be surprised. <laughs> what if um yeah. Captain America was just like macking on some scroll lips? I mean he has a type for everything, I you guess. Know, he I likes know. that slimy. He likes the slimy, um, uh, you know, um, uh, scroll lift. Oh, oh <laughs> my god! Uh, we don't know if they're slimy, Corey. Uh, they, they, uh, I don't know. That just might be my alien bias or something, my human bias. But uh. <laughs> check your preconceived notions of alien lips, Corey. <laughs> but getting into the actual, like you know, meat of everything here. Um, basically, what happens is that they're like. They're, the reason why they get Zemo in the first place is um, because we, we kind of brush past that. But the reason why um, we got Zemo in the first place is because he, they want to know more about the serum and how they mm-hmm. are, and how there's more serum and how the power broker has more serum. Um, so basically, um, Zemo actually doesn't know a ton about it, but he does know the person who made it. He knows enough, and then that's the and that person is Nagel, and he's the and basically. They well, don't forget in. the dance scene, Corey. Oh, what dance scene? Remember uh, after Sharon picks him up, they go to her house for a party. Oh no, yeah, that's true. They do, yeah. <laughs> they go and they and they all have a dance party, and then there's the whole um, release the Zemo cut thing that happened mm-hmm. because Zemo has a really good dance there, and he had more dancing that he revealed, and then everybody was like, "Release the Zemo cut," and then we got <laughs> um, a decent amount of footage of. Um, you know, Zemo doing some more dancing, so that was. Fun. And they just put an hour of it on loop. Uh, it was beautiful. From Marvel. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a, it was a good time. Daniel Brühl is just such a great actor. I, I enjoy him quite a bit. Um, <laughs> do you know he's the uh, German voice of Lightning McQueen? I heard, yeah, I, I saw that tweet somewhere, and I was just like, "What?" The yeah, hell? and it's so funny because he's like, "Ciao!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. Um, so he got put on Disney's radar because no, he was German sure. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yes, not Inglorious Bastards, um, not like any of the other movies that he's done a really great job in. Just Lightning McQueen as the German voice of Lightning McQueen. That's definitely it. He's like the See, German Lightning McQueen. He's like the German Owen Wilson. Then, like, uh, is that confirmed? He's, he's <laughs> German Lightning McQueen, Lightning like Thor, Marvel. Marvel has Captain America, Nazis, Baron Zemo. <laughs> Perfect plan. But yeah, this dance. But yeah, this dance party was pretty was pretty lit. But after <laughs> they got the intel, they went and they kind of stormed Nagel's, um, you know, lab because they found where it was. And so when they box fort. So when they stormed Nagel's lab, um, basically Nagel, you know, explains, you know, he isolated blood, yada yada yada, made the serum. But then he, then he got dusted, <laughs> and then he mm-hmm. came back, and then started working on it again with everything that was going on. And then next thing you know, you know the flag smashers take the serum, yada yada yada, all that stuff, all everything's explained. And then like people, and then like the power brokers men are like you know caving in and everything like that. And you get to see um, Sharon do some like really badass 
stuff when she's like beating some people and she's like, guys, we really need to go. Guys, we really I can't need- murder all these people. Like, guys, we really need to know. By the way, people who think that um, uh, Sharon's the power broker are dumb because why would mm-hmm. she like hire people to beat her up? Anyways, um, <laughs> like, she's it, that bored. Like, it really does. It really doesn't make sense. And she like kills them, too. You know what I mean? Or like viciously like hurts them at least as well. But I need to hire stronger men. <laughs> but basically with the way that this um like kind of the way that this is going is like everything kind of gets put into a crazy like spur uh like swirl and then um <laughs> uh Zemo straight up just shoots him. He just shoots Nagel. Mm-hmm. And so like all fury is going like it's just getting unleashed. All of this stuff is happening. People are going crazy and they're fighting. And then there's like a really cool action scene where like, you know, everybody's fighting. You like realize, and you also realize that Zemo's actually, a, you, you forget the fact that Zemo is military, even though he's a Baron, mm-hmm. I think he, he still is military. So he, he can hold his own again. And he has his purple mask. No. Yeah. That was so looks cool, so good. dude. I never thought that they can make that look good, but gosh, it looks good. And it almost makes me want, like, I want, like, Baron Zemo to, I, I really hope that everybody is saying, you know, this is leading up to the Thunderbolts, but I really hope it is. Because, um, <laughs> not to get into, like, too many spoilers, I love how we didn't even put a spoiler warning, by the way, but the thing is, this is last Oopsie. week's episode, so. This is last week's episode. But, like, uh, the cool thing about it is... A little allusion to some things to come. I think it would be so cool to have a Thunderbolts team with Zemo and John Walker because there's a lot of reasons why Zemo would hate John Walker. And I think that's a really cool thing that they (laughs) could explore later on. But I could be wrong because the next episode, who knows? They could both die or one of them could die or something. You know, it's crazy because it's the last two episodes coming up here. Yeah, that would, uh, that'd be cool i wonder if they uh wonder how they'd handle general ross and the whole red hulk thing hopefully they i don't know that'd be weird just because it's um william hurt and william hurts like 70 no for sure yeah for sure <laughs> like um, i definitely get that uh i would be interesting to see what they do maybe they'll just have like a body standard or something. i don't know cgi is a wonderful tool kids um but yeah, basically, like at the end of this fight, uh, Zemo kind of shows up in like a, a roadster or some shit he found in another storage crate. <laughs> you get another uh, kind of a callback to Civil War where Bucky sits shotgun and then Sam's like, I'm not sure it's possible for you to move your seat up. And he's like, nope. <laughs> he's like, nope, it is most definitely not. <laughs> it is most definitely not. Um, possible for me to do that thank you very much <laughs> and like uh, sam's just like don't do that again like for like zemo shooting that dude and he's like okay i won't do it again it's like yeah that dude's definitely gonna do it again. <laughs> it's like oh yes it's like it's it's so it is so moot telling like zemo not to do something that he just damn well is going to do and wants to do so it's just like zemo? one of those things where it's like he is he is such a he he really is a goat character because he just like Zemo, does what he does. He he's great. Like Zemo's like a golden retriever. Like, like they just chewed up everything. No, like, for sure. He's like an intelligent he made a golden mess, retriever. <laughs> he made a mess, but still a cute dog, so you can't be too mad at him. That's how that's honestly kinda how I feel like um my girlfriend thinks of me. 
to be completely <clears throat> honest, because I'm oh I'm God. I'm egregious. I suffer from a, like egregious um golden retriever boyfriend syndrome, where it's like, <laughs> yay, I do all these things, but I mess up a lot. <laughs> I do stuff sometimes. It doesn't work out, but. Yeah, so it's like one of those deals where uh, I definitely see that. But to basically, like, all the rising action has gone, and, um, like, Sharon's like, hey, you really need to get this stuff sorted out, mm-hmm. or else the power broker's going to be pissed, and it's going to be really bad for you. Yeah, they also found out, found out, ah, find out how many bottles of serum there are. Yeah, there's there. like seven, eight. I think there was it was like twenty total, and there was like eleven flag smashers, so there's like nine maybe. Yeah, yeah, something uh, like that. Remember. But like they, they the, find the, out there's all, math. Yeah, they <laughs> but they find out all that kind of stuff there for you, and then you know they're trying to you're trying to find some things, and then you know as they're tracking you know where they could possibly find the flag smashers. Meanwhile, uh, they're walking around, and then Bucky he sees a Kamoyo bead. And then mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey guys, you can go ahead. Like, just go ahead." And I'm then just he chill. looks. And then he looks around, go there. And then next thing you know, this is how they end the third episode. Ao from Captain America: Civil War and Black Panther and um, uh, Infinity War. Um, she's one of the. She's like the second in command of the Dormilage. Um, shows up mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey." Hey, because obviously, you know, Yo. Zemo, the guy who murdered their last king in cold blood. It, yeah, it's pro- yeah, you think, because the thing is, if there's one thing about Wakandans, th- they will. Grudge. They, they, they will go. They, they, they will find you. They, will, they are the Liam Neeson of African <laughs> countries. They will find <laughs> you and they will kill you. <laughs> uh, it also should be mentioned, I think it was like right before that, we uh, cut back to... Mr. Walker and uh, uh, Battlestar, because they had the same idea for getting uh, Zemo, but Zemo had already been sprung from prison. They're just like, ah. what the hell? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> That's like what John Walker's, he's like, uh? <laughs> Zemo isn't here? <laughs> Where'd he go? But, um, yeah, so it's like, it's funny because I'm not sure how many... Because I recognized her, but I wasn't sure if, like, anyone else realized it was the lady who wanted to throw hands with Black Widow. <laughs> it's like, you will either move or you will be moved. And then, like, God, I miss Chadwick Boseman move so much because that accent was so funny. It's like, as entertaining as that would be. like, <laughs> Dude, there is not a day when I do not think about how much, uh, how sad I am that Chadwick Boseman passed away. Because not just a great performer, but an incredible person, an incredible mm-hmm. force, and an incredible, just like powerful force who will never, like, there's never going to be a performer like him ever again. And mm-hmm. um, it's just so unfortunate and sad. And, yeah. you know, RIP again. I know we've already yeah. talked about it at length, but yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of how episode three ends, you know, it's like Walker and Battlestar are on to what they're doing with Zemo and then the Dormelage are just like, Hey, uh, what are you doing, buddy? It's just like, what are you doing, buddy? And then, no, um, for sure. and then like Sam and Zemo are just chilling in this penthouse or whatever. Um, so you want to go into episode four? Yeah, I would love to. 
Um, episodes four really does start where um, we left off with Ao and all that kind of stuff. So basically, what happens is AO spoilers, and, by the way. Oh yeah, that yeah, definitely spoilers. Sorry, full spoilers. Um, full. Um, so shout out to um, you know one of my um, one of my uh, bosses who, if you listen to the podcast and everything like that, because I know you like these nerd stuff and I know you know I have a podcast, <laughs> but anyways. Shout out to you if you haven't watched the episode yet and you're watching because I know as of a couple of days ago you haven't. Um, so get on it. So boss. please don't get spoiled by this, sir. Anyways, um, please don't. <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, so it starts out with Ao and um, Bucky discussing some things, and Ao's like, "Hey, why did you let Zemo go after everything we did for you? You know, you know what Zemo did to us." And then he's like, what he's the hell, like, White Wolf? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and she goes, and basically he's like, it's an ends by like means. He's like, you can have him. Let, it's just like, I, I, need, I just need him right now. Like, I don't like it as much as you don't like it. And then she said, she basically gave them like 10 hours, like eight hours, something like yes, that. You have eight hours. And, yes. you know, so like, that was even generous. Honestly, like she, she and the Dormelage had every right to just get him right, right then and there, you know? Like, you have eight hours before we come skewer him. Like, Bucky really needs to just... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, ugh. But anyways, so that kind of so that kind of stuff happens, and then Bucky comes back in and says, hey, the Wakandans are after you, so we need to hurry and mm-hmm. get what we need to do because we need to find... Because uh, basically in the last episode, they find out that, like, the matriarch of all the, like... Um, flag smashers, of fa- yeah, the flag smashers and whatnot. They, um, like, she had passed away. So, in order to like find them, they kind of want to see where the memorial is, so that they can have mm-hmm. all of them in one place. And no one's talking. Yep, and no one is talking. But basically, so like that's kind of their goal, and they're trying to find out. And all three of them are looking around, like Zemo and Bucky and the, um and Sam are all trying to find out who. And the one who actually gets through the people is um, Zemo because he's like the he's like the white witch with Turkish delight, you know, just <laughs> tempting, just tempting children, I guess. Like there's a hey ton kids, of Ed- you want a Turkish delight. There's a ton of like Ed- Edmonds just chilling around this homeless shelter, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> like, honestly, I've heard that Turkish delight is quite isn't even that good. So it's like, why? <laughs> like, why? I can't say. <laughs> I don't even know what Turkish delight is, but it's I'm just a, like like a candy. I assume, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming it's a candy, but it's just like I, I I just don't know like what kind of candy is it like a wafer? Is it like I don't know, I don't, I don't know. But like apparently Turkish delight was like his son's favorite, which is you know it's sad that Zemo lost his family, even though he's a crazy person. But it's you know Zemo is constantly cementing himself as the may as the guy. With a plan, the guy who's always two steps ahead of whoever mm-hmm. he's around, and he is so smart in that regard because he says some things and he goes, "Can you share this with me?" And then he she finds out he finds out um, the information on where the memorial is, but he also finds something else out that we don't know yet that he found out. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Oh, he's like, okay, we could keep this secret." And then he goes also. Shh. He he's like he's like, he's like also, make sure you don't tell any of those men anything because you can't trust them. They're as evil yeah, as like, they come. 
and trust no one and and all that kind of stuff so you he still has his own agenda regardless of what he's doing like obviously his main agenda is yeah i don't want any super soldiers to be around so hence him Mm -hmm. killing nagel and hence him doing some stuff that he does later this episode um but it's just like that's just the way that that kind of goes there but chance mm-hmm. what are you thinking about the next parts of the episode uh so basically they kind of like zemo's got got the info and they're like the little girl's leading them and then basically well here comes mr walker and battlestar just uh ruining you know just bursting in on the plane it's just like we're doing this together buckos and i'm just like fuck you're gonna ruin everything <laughs> and so basically uh, Zemo has the little girl lead, lead them to the the uh, like the wake, or I guess not the, or the just the ceremony, and uh, he also gives the girl like a big wad of cash for like this is for your family now run along, so you know good guy Zemo, um, like Zemo really is like he is a good guy like he genuinely is which is like he because the thing is is his, and here's the reason why I say this, Zemo isn't the kind of person to like. Um, Zemo isn't the kind of person who will just go out and kill a ton of people and he's not one of those villains that just wants to do like extinction level events or anything like mm-hmm. that you know what I mean he's a villain right. who genuinely understand, who genuinely thinks and it's almost like how um, like Vision because Vision brought this up too at one point in Civil War that the very fact of them being, we- being there brings about a challenge mm-hmm. from other people who, ha- right. who equate the same kind of power. Mm-hmm. Zemo understands that fully. Because he understands that the fact that with superheroes, there's going to be more supervillains, and then there's going to mm-hmm. be all of this collateral damage in the process. So let's cut out super soldiers, let's cut out all of these superheroes so that we don't get the villains. And that mm-hmm. his his like his motivations genuinely make sense. I'm not saying that I agree with him because you like because the thing is the very fact that they're there means that they're gonna have to protect you know people then. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes they're not gonna do it perfect because nobody's perfect. But it's like one of those things where you really do understand him and you understand how he can be a part of a you know a thunderbolts or how he could be a part mm-hmm. of something because he really is. Um, one of those villains that are just really like he has a point and I can see him and um, Dr. Doom being big buddies in the future mm-hmm. in the MCU. And Hello, I, Doctor. I would love for that to be a team up. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Just Power like the cunning, like dude, they would. The thing is, is they would. I don't know. They they might kiss by the end of it. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm a rich Eastern European from <laughs> from from a destroyed country you're a rich eastern european from a destroyed country let's fall in love (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me if like latveria was just sokovia's next door neighbor latveria and sokovia oh very nice best buddies except one died yes best buddies uh (laughs) i don't i really hope dr doom doesn't have that accent though if i'm being honest oh no i definitely hope so um, Chance, I'm very sorry about this, but I'm well, going to probably have to pause real quick. 
So that totally wasn't a jump cut or anything like that. Oh, um, most definitely. It was definitely not a jump cut. Like, if you said it was a jump cut, just leave. Like, just, honestly, just like you, you're, you're pretentious yeah, and you're annoying for go that. Go back to film Twitter. I'm sure they'll think you're cool. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Is it a jump cut? It's actually <laughs> cinema. That was gaslighting our listeners. I know. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, they found the place with Walker and Battlestar in tow. Um then Walker handscuffs Zemo to a big thingy. It looked like something you brew beer in or some sort of thing like that. And then basically Sam's like, uh, how about we not make blood, gore, and violence, Mr. Walker? And we'll go, I'll just go talk to her so nothing stupid happens. And then Sam kind of, I don't know, Sam has like a uh, borderline philosophical talk with Carly that was actually kind of, I really kind of liked it. Um just yeah, like me too, man. Just like you know, Carly, I get what you're doing, and I agree with you like ninety five percent. But like you're killing people, and that's not kosher, okay? Um, and basically, Carly was kind of like seeing a side of the thing, and basically, Sam's window of time before Walker got impatient was up, and like Bucky. Yeah, and it's and the thing is, our, our our boy Walker has no concept of time whatsoever. No, because people are like it has not been like Bucky was like it has not been ten it's minutes like, yet. Just like it hasn't been ten minutes, and it's just like, what are you gonna do, Bucky? Stop me? Yes. Um. So then, like Walker somehow gets by Bucky and just like comes charging in there and is just like, uh, Carly, I'm America and I'm here to liberate you, the people from you. I don't know. It's like, C- and I'm here to liberate you. I'm the CIA and you're Venezuela. You're going down. Uh. uh <laughs> our banana company is gonna come fuck you up um anyway the banana republic i know um any (laughs) oh god we should just turn into a history podcast but um of of course of course but basically history bros basically carly's just like i knew you couldn't be trusted so i'm just gonna throw away all this progress we just made see you later nerd and then <laughs> Walker is chasing, chasing them. Bucky's chasing, uh, Sam's chasing her, and then oh, and all of the, all the other like flag smashers that are there too. Uh, Zemo escapes in the fray. Um, and basically, what happens? Zemo finds Carly first, and just starts unloading his gun at her, and gets a. I think he got like two or three shots on her. Um, and what happened was like uh, all the super because she. Because I guess I forgot, like, there was this little scene where, like, Carly and one of the other Flag Smashers were at, like, this gravesite. No, yeah, And, like, the guy was talking about how, like, he was a Captain America fan. Uh, foreshadowing. Um, mm-hmm. And just, like, Carly was just, like, you know, they're talking about, you know, are we, we going to make more of us? Like, well, how does this end? And stuff like that. And then they take this fanny pack that has all of uh, the rest of the Super Soldier vials in it. And so, like, that, so that, that's how she has it on her. And then anyway, um, so basically those, like, spill out all over the floor. And then, like, Zemo's gonna, like, was about to execute her, but then she runs away. And then he just starts smashing all the vials, because he, very in character, is like, Haha, no more super shoulders now, bitches. And then he just, like, uh, starts, like, smashing them like they're bubble wrap uh, all over the place. And then Walker just comes like, oh, hello, Zemo, and then bops him in the head with the shield. Um, knocks him down. And then he finds one vial of Super Soldier and just kind of uh, serum and just 
tucks it into his pocket kind of awkwardly. He's just like, come on, pocket, open. Mm-hmm. And then you want to know my thing about that though. The mm-hmm. the thing was that is that the power broker has to have si- other scientists mm-hmm. who like corresponded with Nagel who actually know how to make the serum. Though mm-hmm. that's the thing that I'm kind of thinking because it's not like World War II. They don't they don't have that excuse anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, surely someone. So wrote I don't. It down. So I feel like somebody wrote it down. But uh, anyways, you know, like, they they could make that excuse it's again. In someone's and it would be Google Drive, I guess. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, but then, so basically, you get that. Uh, Carly and the other Flag Smashers escape. Um, then, Bucky, Sam, go back to the penthouse. Then Walker and Ballastar come storming in. It's just like, "Hey, what did you do?" And I'm just like, "Walker, you're the one who fucked this up, you asshole." And then, um, and then the warrior women come in. The door Melager, just like, "All right, time's up, Bucky." Where's this yes, bitch? Yes, let's go. And then, then John Walker's just like, uh, uh, sorry, ladies. He's like, get your, I'm, I'm actually yeah, he's like, get your pointy. He's like, get your pointy things away from me or whatever. And then it's like, just, so. and then uh, basically all the Dormilatra is like, okay, you want to be that bitch? And so, uh, they proceed to kick his ass, and it's yes. so satisfying. Like, uh, like the Dormilatra just like mercilessly beat down John Walker. Was Battlestar also fighting them? Um, I I don't think so. Like I think he was trying. Okay. Like that's the yeah, he's he was definitely trying. And it was like one of those deals where it was hilarious because at this point, Bucky and Sam, they were just, just like watching him. Bucky they're just like drink. they're just watching. They're like, uh, you know, you know, this is kind of fun. Like, like you know, like this is this is nice to see. And then they're like, okay, maybe we should interject. Or like and Bucky then they was, start actually. Like, but what did Bucky say? Bucky said something super funny, where it's just like, oh, go get him, John, or good job, John. <laughs> yeah, like he's that. like, oh yeah, go get him, John. Something like that. Like, dude. Or just looking strong, John. Looking strong. Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny <laughs> just seeing like John get his ass whooped by these strong um, black women. It was just a beautiful thing, you know, because, you know, a lot of a lot of these a lot of these types need to get their their self down a peg. You know, if, if you ask mm-hmm. me. And then um, <laughs> so basically uh, during all this chaos that ensues, Zemo decides to take him and his Turkish delights and go home and he leaves. Um, so Zemo's just kind of fly, flies the coop there and then. Um, so you can kind of cut away from that. Like John Walker's just like, they weren't even, they weren't even super soldiers. What the fuck, bro? And I'm just like, um, John, they could literally kick anyone's ass. Probably like the only time they don't is when like it's aliens or super people. Like, I, I don't think you understand what like you were dealing with there. Cause like they could like, they know you're, they know that shield better than you do. So no, for sure. Because like, she like uh, one of them even like hit it up and put it on their arm, just like ha ha ha. Look what I can do with the shield, or something like that. Yes. <laughs> and then um, so that just kind of like in the fallout of that was just like uh, was the scene after that where it's like was did that happen before or after where like uh, um, Battlestar I guess, and um. John are just having a conversation. It looks like an airport or some shit. Was just like no, yeah, okay. hell yeah, I'd be a super soldier. No, because basically what happens is like afterwards, all that kind of stuff happens, and Zemo slips away mm-hmm. in the midst of all that ruckus. And um, basically, you know, like everybody goes their separate ways, trying to find Zemo in mm-hmm. whatever way. 
And um, basically the way that that would, and the way all this folds out is um, like two things happen in like similar at the same time, like uh, Battlestar and John and John have a conversation about like the super soldier serum and like, um, like Battlestar is like, oh yeah, it only enhances what's already there. And you know, you're a good soldier. Mm-hmm. So you should take it. He's like, hell yeah, I take it. It's just like, you know, then, yeah, like whatever, this many medals. And it's just like, oh yeah, a medal for like the worst day of my life. Oh yeah, exactly. Which is just like a really sad reality. Because mm-hmm. like John, like he genuinely wants to do the wrong, the right thing, but mm-hmm. he just has all the wrong ways of approaching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it goes into the way. And then there's like a conversation earlier actually in the episode where um, like... Zemo asks um, Sam the same question, mm-hmm. actually, and Sam immediately says no, no. No way. And that's the thing about it. And I don't know if Sam's going to get the serum, but I think they might be alluding to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think because it's always the people who don't want right. something that has to be the ones to get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not by choice. And, yeah, like, not by choice. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, one of those things where I think they might be alluding to that. I'm not sure if that's the case, but that might be. Uh, but, you know, it might be. But um, basically, with that, um, it's um, and then also at the same time as um, Walker and then Battlestar having that conversation. Um, I don't know Battlestar's real name. What's his real name? Uh, it's Lamar, I believe. Lamar, yeah, Lamar. But yeah, um, John and Lamar have that conversation. But then, um, at the same time, Carly decides to call um, Bucky's family mm, or same family. Them. Or Sam's family, and then uh, yeah, Bucky's family. Anyways, <laughs> they dead. He's like, Carly, you ain't gonna get in line with them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> but um, she calls Sam's family, and then you know, Sam was really ready to be you know chill with her and everything like that. But the second she did that, that's when he put the Falcon suit mm-hmm. on. You know, and then yeah. he's like, nope, nope, you're not messing with my family. Yeah, sorry, Bucky, put your arm back on. We got shit to do. Yeah, and so they go and they um, go to meet with um, Carly uh, when all that stuff happens. It's all business then, this time. Yeah, it's all business. And then, you know, basically as they're going in there, they're getting intel and they're like, guys, it's John. John's coming. John's and coming. Like, oh. And just like they're like, oh, no. And Carly's like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to abandon all diplomacy with Sam and Bucky. Exactly. So everybody just starts fighting. And one more. So I start blasting. Point, Yes, and then at one point, uh, Lamar gets captured, mm-hmm. and like all these different things are happening. So it's like really, really like it's right now. It's like heavily implied that like um, something's gonna happen to Lamar while he's captured, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, is he gonna die? And then meanwhile, you see um, John Walker doing his thing, and then he like throws the shield embedded into it, a like, wall. It, like it gets embedded into the wall. First, you're like, okay, well, he that was a little intense. Mm-hmm. It, it was probably the shield's like, you know, the shield's powerful. But then he bends like a pipe, mm-hmm. and then Sam's like, what did you do? Yeah, and then like one of the flag smashers is like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, like it, audibly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so it's like, yeah, this dude is definitely juiced now. Um, yeah, most definitely juiced. <laughs> Uh, so then, basically, uh, Lamar frees himself, because uh, then, like, they're, like, Bucky, Carly, uh, one of the other Flag Smashers, I don't, uh, the Captain America fans, Flag Smasher, like, fighting in the courtyard, Then Lamar comes, and then, well, I don't know, so basically, 
Lamar's trying to protect John, and then Lamar gets punched by Carly into a stone pillar really hard. Like, Super Soldier punched into a stone pillar and uh, yeah, appears and to be re- dead. Yeah, and it really didn't... And, like, the thing is, is it even surprised Carly. Like, I don't think, like, so, um, I don't think Carly was trying to mm-hmm. kill him. You know what I mean? Right. And so he, like, hits himself, and then the thing is that... Um, I think he is dead because John mm-hmm. checked for His the pulse. pulse. Yeah. And it was apparently whatever he checked, it was not good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was not there. Yeah. From his response. And then he just goes into a rage to the point where everybody just kind of runs. Like Carly and the other flag smasher run away. Uh, but John catches the captain America fan and, uh, well, no, but can I say something? Yeah, really go ahead. Sorry. sorry, you can, you can, you can state through that. But I thought it was. Oh, really if you want cool to, you can. How he jumped and he crashed through that window mm-hmm. in the same way that like Steve mm-hmm. did when he went through in Civil War. He did it in Civil War, kind of, but he also did it in Winter Soldier when he jumped through when he was chasing the Winter Soldier that first time. I think he. And I thought that that was like really, really, really interesting the way that that kind of the way that that happened. I think Steve's so, ass crashed through a window onto a car in the first Avengers movie too. But it was yeah, no, for sure. significantly less cool because he had fought like the whole movie and was like very tired. Yes, but like he jumps through there and then he goes and he starts chasing this flag smasher. Not even the flag smasher that killed his um, it killed Lamar, uh, killed Lamar. But it's also it's like one of those deals where this is the flag smasher who was talking about how he was like really big fan of Captain America. Yeah, the team cap flash with what you were saying. Yeah, the team cap yeah. uh, flag flag smasher. Uh, Basically, Lamar or uh, John runs him down, pins him to the ground, and if you've seen Civil War, the climax of Civil War, in a very similar scene where basically he's got like his shield gripped around the edges, like it's the sharp end of a hatchet, essentially, and uh, he bludgeons this man to death. He might even cut his whole goddamn head off. Like it is gory and everyone out there has their cell phones out and is recording the whole thing like i think sam is for sure standing there just watching this whole thing like he gets there no, too sam late and both sam and bucky are or just like, like watching oh, they get there a little god. too late and just like oh my god and basically i don't know if there's like an anti-money shot but like the money the the anti-money is um basically john walker like posing with the shield and the shield is bloody really bloody and i'm just like holy shit this man just murdered someone uh in cold blood essentially uh yeah that uh, that dude that dude before the super soldier was clearly not okay and you know as what it said you know good becomes great bad becomes worse something became worse Um, no for sure and that's like the thing that like makes it extremely interesting like it, it really just caused a huge break when he like lost somebody as well as like it, everything just kind of like everything in this episode really just pushed him over the edge, mm-hmm. whether it be him being like Beaten demasculated mm-hmm. by the Dormelage or cause like afterwards he was like, they don't even have the serum. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, he thought all of the things that would help him and everything that would more or less make him good and whole again mm-hmm. was when he realizes he got that and he still couldn't mm-hmm. save Lamar. It was, it 
it just caused a break in him and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was just like he was he was fractured, mm-hmm. and so he just went off the deep end and just went yeah. off, you know? So it would be fascinating to see if he, A, feels bad, or B, is just like, yeah, hell yeah, I killed that dude. This man is a terrorist or something. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be interesting to see which way they go with uh, American Agent. I wonder if they'll start calling him American Agent soon. Uh, just like... Yeah, like, does the government say, yeah, I don't think we can call this dude Captain America anymore. This is not good for branding. Yeah, uh, I think either the, I think either, like, the U.S. government is going to be like, oh, no, we don't support him, but they're going to send him on a ton of covert missions still. Mm-hmm. Or they're just going to, like, kind of ignore it and be, like, kind of do what they do with, like, police officers here. Fake and be like, news. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can completely kill somebody. Like, the thing is, you're not supposed to apprehend people. You're supposed to kill them. Mm-hmm. That man was apprehending a terrorist who was resisting arrest. Completely up the protocol. And then everyone's just like, uh-huh, sure, go, yeah, whatever. Uh, be that way. Yeah, so it's just like that, like... I don't know, would like Sam feel a responsibility to like... Because now that legacy of that shield is tainted, and now Sam's just like... Because I wonder if Sam's just going to have like a this is not what I meant to happen sort of like thing. It's just like, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want the shield because of, you know, what happened. But now, you know, like Steve's legacy is tainted now. You know what I mean? Like, like it feels like Sam's reasons have now been overseeded by John's actions. You know what I mean? Oh no, exactly. Like I, I genuinely get what you mean in those regards, and I think that it's definitely gonna be a thing where like this is gonna be something that people are just gonna deal with because the thing is, what I see is flyers of the Captain America of Captain American Shield doused in blood, mm-hmm. saying like this is what you do. This is what happens when you know American exceptionalism ha- exceptionalism happens. Mm-hmm. And um, all of this different, just ugly shit that, um, quite frankly, is all too real, mm-hmm. even though that this is like a fictional work. This yeah. is like if the U.S. really had a super soldier in real life, this is the kind of shit that he would be doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so it's just like one of those things where that's just something to take note of. And the iconography of this um, happening is going to be with that shield for the longest time. And... I almost feel like they might give the shield to um, Sam because mm-hmm. it's too much of an issue not to at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's too much of an issue. Like, the shield is something they don't really want at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. yeah like, because there, there's so many things that could happen now because, like, it's going to be, how's this? How is Sam going to react? How's Bucky going to react? How's Carly going to react? And how's John himself going to react? Like, they're so... And uh, same with Zemo. Like, we don't know how Zemo's going to react to this. It's just like, well, one less super soldier, but now there's one more. So, tomato, tomato for Zemo, I guess. But, like, uh, it's, I don't know. I can't wait for episode five. Like, there's like this is, like. Hey, this Friday. I know. Like, this is the best episode so far, in my opinion. Um, like, I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen next. Like, I don't have a good idea at all. Like, uh, apparently there's supposed to be a surprise cameo that Twitter's been barking about for the last few days. And, you know, let me tell you something. Let me get up on my little chair here. Stop talking about surprise cameos. Stop doing it. It's annoying. Uh, We got baited into it with WandaVision. So if, like, another version of uh, Sebastian Stan comes walking in, I'm going to be very pissed. Um, 
so yeah it's just um episode like you know everyone's speculating oh what if it's like captain america what if it's nick fury you know it's just like i get it just chill just like i would rather have not known that there's gonna be a, some cameo you know what i mean because that's starting to get annoying no for sure uh you know because everyone's like on the chase for the scoop of who it's gonna who's gonna be in the new episode you know so it's just like no but this episode was great um I think it was funny, and, like, it was funny at the same time as horrifying, and, like, you know, like, there's definitely some, like, because uh, I was, like, on TikTok, I, I'm not sure, do you uh, follow, like, Straw Hat Goofy on uh, TikTok? I do. Straw Hat Goofy's fantastic. Like he, I love his content. He had a really good Shout point. out to Straw Hat Goofy, by the way, and starting his own podcast. Great oh, guy. Anyway, yeah. Um Basically, like, he was kind of talking about a point was just, like, there's also, like, racial connotations of, like, John Walker getting his ass beat by black women. Like, you know, racial and sexual, like, just like, like, you know, it's not like, we're not saying John Locke, like, you know, a lot of people were like trying to clap back at him, but they did it the completely wrong way. It was just like, he's not saying John Walker himself is a racist, but like the connotations there for we, the audience are there. You know what I mean? It's just like, because like, and here's the way you need to think about it for John Walker. John Walker is a guy who has only, um, benefited from black people in his life mm-hmm. um and the thing is i know a lot of john walkers in my life you know um, um who are here because like look at him he has a black best friend he has a black wife mm-hmm. he has an entire hbcu um band mm-hmm. um, putting him in his captain america fanfare yeah the guy is thriving off of black culture at this point mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things where that's really kind of the name of the game when it comes to him and all of this different just stuff. And so that's where you're kind of getting at mm-hmm. those, you know, that's where that's kind of where this is getting at. So yeah. like I don't want to go around and be like, "Oh, he's not racist" mm-hmm. because even though because because I think I personally think he is and the only reason why right. I say that is even though he doesn't necessarily know that he's racist, it still doesn't mean that he's not, you know, because right. like, it's like it ties, he's unintentionally doing those things. But what were you like, saying? Like Jan? it ties right back into that Zemo conversation with Sam, where it's just like those who want to be like he believes in supremacy. John, mm-hmm. John Walker believes in supremacy. I'm just like, damn, why is Zemo so on point every single time? Like, no, it's almost like the guy is right. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, oh yes, the villain is right because I don't think Zemo's really the main villain mm-hmm. of this. I genuinely think John is. Right. Um, and like a part of the reason is like the power broker as well, mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. But it's like one of those things where, um, because there's a lot of stuff here that is just a lot of rich mm-hmm. storytelling is um was put forth in this episode, and I really think that like. Because the last few episodes have been, yeah, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. They've been like uh, slightly less engaging parts of um, Winter Soldier. But mm-hmm. this was the episode that really gave me those yeah. Winter Soldier kind of vibes mm-hmm. in the way that like it impacted me from like a storytelling point point of view as well as an emotional point of view. Mm-hmm. And gosh, it was so damn good. Yeah, like just like with uh, how Char, oh, how like, you know. It wasn't really symbolism. It was an obvious kind of like with, you know, Sam and those cops and everything. Like, it's very like, that's not on accident. Like, people who are saying it is are dumb. Like, I don't know, because I think a lot of people saw this and they're like, oh, yeah, I really want to watch this. I want really want to watch an inoffensive, you know, spy thriller. <laughs> and that's kind of what I want to do. But they forget that, you know, the cap the very fact that. 
um, Sam is grappling with having the shield or anything mm-hmm. like that is a racial thing. Mm-hmm. The black Captain he America have... before, you know, in the 50s, you know? For sure. And the thing is, is like, I think if Sam were white, I don't know if he would have had as much struggles taking the shield. You know what I mean? Nope. Because he felt like the world, he felt like Sam felt like the world was not ready for a black Captain America. And quite frankly, he's right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see like a black people and a black person in a place of like, like how they, they throw, they threw the last one in jail. Mm hmm. For, for for being there, you got experimented then, on for the super yeah. soldier serum. Yeah, they they took ha- they rounded up hundreds of African Americans and did these experiments on them to get there. Of course, he uh, of course like Sam would be a little bit you know scared mm-hmm. of doing something like that, and he didn't even know that history, but yeah. he understood that is very well something that could happen. And so and, now, like you know, he, he's like tugged between like. Though, you know, like, why would I want the shield that represents this, you know, sure, it represented what Steve believed, but also represents, you know, the stars and stripes and what they've done. But now, like, you know, John Walker's tainted what Steve did, mm-hmm. and now That's there's still that stri- gross stars and stripes, what they did to everyone else. You know what I mean? No, for sure. So, like... But that... Oh, but that's yeah. the... Uh, but that's not a... Sh- but also at a counterpoint to the kind of what Sam's feeling, that's never a struggle that Sam, that um, Steve didn't have to go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's just like one of those things where Steve always had to constantly put people over country mm-hmm. in the midst of him being Captain America. Because yeah, like Steve had to like you know realize through his three movies, like man, the government kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. So they most definitely do. <laughs> so you know, it's just like. It's like that. This shield has the colors of a government that sucks, but it also is like, you know, the tool that my, you know, my best friend used to do good. And now this weirdo just murdered someone with it. So it's just like a lot of complicated feelings for Sam and Bucky. No, dude, because it's crazy. Like, I'm really excited to see what they do with this next episode. Uh, I'm I'm just so excited. This this series went to like. Oh, gosh, it's just getting so deep. WandaVision killed it, and now Falcon and Winter Soldier is killing it. And now I'm, like, really excited to see Loki. I'm really excited to... Wow. Like, you know, What If is going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, What If um, will be a little I'm excited for palate what cleanser, maybe. No, yeah, I'm excited to see What If, but I'm also excited to see, um, like, um, Black Widow and then Eternals later this year. It's oh, yeah, do we... Were we able to talk about... Like, I guess we can use this to wrap up the uh, episode. Oh no! I mean, for did sure. you have anything you wanted to say about uh, this episode, like closing? No, I think I've said. I think I said everything that I've wanted to say. Yeah, so. me too. I think I'm good. So, but, uh, did we talk um, about how Black Widow's been moved to July 9th and is going to be he, on Premiere Access real quick? Yes, yes. We yeah, because like Black because Black Widow is going to be uh, it's released on July 9th in theaters, and then it's going to be have Premiere Access. You know that thirty dollar dealio <sighs> thing. So that's kind of how. Why is it thirty? That that's kind of how that's going to be there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, um, yeah, so basically it kind of got moved two more months and it's, it's box office prediction tripled when that happened. No, for sure. And like, it's uh, gonna... just judging on, I wonder if like they'll reevaluate their decision because for a pandemic, Zilla versus Kong is making gangbusters. No, for sure. So they, hopefully they changed their mind so we don't have this $30 bullshit again. Um, <laughs> No, it's going to be cuz the thing is they probably should just what they should do is they just should just like release it in theaters. They should have like like honestly I think it's okay to have the choice. I suppose. But then they should really make the theatrical lineup or whatever 
just um, shorter, you know, to win um, uh, on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. like they really need to just shorten the span of when it would cost thirty dollars on mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus. Just needing us because there are yeah. still, yeah, because there's still people who genuinely can't. Yeah. go out to movie theaters right now you know, and anything like that can, which is fine and there's still places that you can't necessarily yeah, do they can kick well. you so, a seven dollars yeah. a month but you know maybe thirty dollars is you know iffy but then again popcorn and tickets for a family of four is still pretty iffy for someone struggling in a pandemic so it's just like i get where they're coming from but it's just like i don't know no yeah definitely it's just weird like you know this is kind of a conversation we've been having a year now with like milan and uh that Trolls movie way back, way back last year. It's like, can't believe it's been that long, you know. But, yeah, so, you know, I'm excited to, hopefully this is the last time Black Widow gets moved. God, I hope so. Because it will be, it will be two years between Marvel movies uh, at that point. So, you know, I'm glad that this is the final, final time we can stop waiting. So, but that's about all I got, Corey. You know? Oh, yeah, same here. But... You know, in closing, then it's been a great episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll try to have a epi- we'll um like we'll try to have an episode pretty uh promptly for the next episode for the next one coming around. We'll see how things go, but oh, yeah. No, but yeah. Any 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 final words, chance? Um, no, not really. Um, just uh, wear your mask. Be a good be a good person. Get your vaccine. Um. <laughs> Wash your yes. hands. That's all I got. Yeah, both of the box office bros are ba- are vaccinated boys. Yeah, I got my first dose of Moderna so, five days ago. Yeah, I got microchipped by um, Johnson and Johnson, so I have a I have like uh, approximately like I think it's like um, like five um, like five milligrams of uh, baby powder in my system at this point. Oh, baby, um, yeah. So I'm your not, thighs I'm will never chafe again. Exactly. <laughs> but with that said thank you all for listening have a great day and box office bros out thank you for listening to box office bros oh gee thanks dad you can listen to the podcast on anchor spotify apple podcasts and stitcher podcasts are great radio's boring have a great day and see you next time if i'm not back in five minutes just wait longer and now for my next impression Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.